0: On this week's Bet the Process podcast, Rufus and I decide that we don't need no stinking guests and we do our own mailbag where we try to go through as many of your questions that you send in on Twitter as possible. We have some good back and forth. Rufus does about a 17 minute discussion of Zen in sports betting that you can probably fast. No, just kidding. We would never do that to you guys. And we end with some picks um, and some college conversation. So with that, let's start the process. Bet,
1: bet, 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 bet the process. Bet, 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 bet the process. Welcome to the podcast. Bet the process. It's not the typical cookie cutter
2: nonsense. If you came just for picks, you're in the wrong place, find a town with the narrative to make a strong case. Instead of blindly assuming a team must be tanking, we're looking for the edge of massy Peabody
0: rankings, crunching all the numbers in a simulated system to break down the data analytically driven media coverage. Welcome to the latest episode of the Bet the Process podcast. we rufus peabody professional better um most feared sports better in the state of maine right now state of maine no
1: no, Are no, you in
0: no. Maine? no i'm in i'm in new york what about thanksgiving aren't you going thanksgiving? home for thanksgiving
1: Thanksgiving's going to be in northern virginia actually i'm going to go home tomorrow
0: oh that's very nice
1: yeah and then oh uh, yeah i'm done
0: i mean there aren't any sports betters in maine so you probably would be right but so when you get there, you'll be the most feared sports better. And, and I'm Jeff Ma, um podcast host, former entrepreneur, former tech executive, now just podcaster and um golfer. Played golf this morning, Rufus. You did? How'd you play? Yeah, I played. I played okay. I struck the ball well. I didn't score great. I shot a 90. Um, but uh, you know, generally feel like the game is getting better and um, probably would just need to really, really focus on the short game to get it to that next level of like shooting in the you know mid 80s consistently. Because I feel like I like leave a lot of strokes on like little short shit now. You think that's the, I mean, like in terms of professionals, the thing that
1: separates them the most is the long game. Well,
0: but that's, just think about it right like you know a recreational golfer if you can get up and down um 50 of the time or something and you know you can like if you can basically avoid putting it at the level i'm at if you can avoid putting up doubles and instead put up bogeys right that's that's where you're it's just like the decade golf shit it's like it's easier for me like i'm not i'm not needing to make a lot of pars and birdies right If I can just avoid making doubles and bogeys, then I'll I'll probably shoot in my goal, which would be my goal is like low to mid 80s. If I could do that consistently, I'd probably be pretty happy. Right. But I think that there's your long game has to take a a leap before you can kind of get
1: past that point after, right? It's like there's sort of this threshold. I
0: think my, I think at the, the, for the tees I play in and the courses I play in, like my long game is fine. I mean, maybe not if I'm playing Southern Highlands with you guys in chain where you definitely need to have a bit more distance than, than, you know, I mean, it, it, that course is pretty, pretty tough. So. Yeah. No, it's no, not short. I yeah. Uh, nice I don't course. think anyone has I love that course. Yeah. It is a great course. So um, well, how has your week been? How was your, how was your week of betting? Um, Good. I think we like made, I think for the week we made
1: like a $9,000 profit on, Seven figures in wagers, but it felt like a huge win because I thought we were going to lose two hundred grand. We had a really good week the week before, and and we were down like a bunch. And maybe my most tilted moment was how we had four guys miss the cut on the number for our golf matchups. We were winning like been it by a lot overall in terms of strokes up or down, but then we just like were on the wrong side of cut variance, so that that kind of hurt. But um, but good college football day, um, good round John Rom won. that was good for us and um, you,
0: what was it what did you have him on for an outright because those odds were pretty low right five to one and you, you had him huh it's yeah crazy. interesting because I thought it was like three to one he and Rory were both three to one was he did he open five to one I don't know I think we got to be like five to
1: one and plus 550 I mean that that was there when I looked at it
0: so your most tilted moment came around the golf, the cut line, yeah. Mine probably and, and literally, came I'll, I'll probably- tell you
1: the actual most tilted moment was when, like, I was looking at the end. I'd great. I was like, ah, you know, it, it wasn't looking. You know, I was like, we lost all these. And then for Brendan Todd was one stroke above the cut line, and um, on the last hole, the 18th hardest hole on the easier of the two courses on a day when it was playing really easy because the cut line was minus four. He was four under, in the par five, and and I look and I'm like, okay, like I'll still have this one going to the weekend, I was sure, right? Nope, he bogeyed it and missed the cut and lost the uh, matchup to Davis it. Riley, who played crappy on the weekend. So he would have won that if he had made the cut, just made a par. But that's how it Was it, goes it his sometimes. length
0: or his short game that caused
1: the bogey? Uh, length, I think, because there's no shot link, but it said like there was a penalty stroke involved, so
0: got it um was my tilted most up? tilted moment it it um happened saturday night late we had had a pretty let's say uneven or as they say in the game of craps choppy we'd had a pretty choppy day of second halves and we came into um the Oregon Utah game and and i have Utah in the Calcutta so this is a big game because obviously if Utah wins that game they're in position potentially to win uh, the Pac-12, they're in even position to maybe finish in the top eight um, if they win the Pac-12. Um, and so, you know, obviously, just the other thing with the Calcutta is the longer you can string out the sweat that you're getting from the Calcutta, the bigger winner you feel like you are. So uh, they go into that game. And and um, I wasn't I didn't really know until I checked Twitter why that line had moved the way it had, right. It moved because Bo Nix wasn't, they thought he wasn't going to play. And so Utah had become the favorite in that game. Um, and, you know, the first half of that game, I was kind of watching it. Um, I was just kind of watching the score. I think I was trying to get my kids down to sleep or something like that. And I was really excited to watch the second half. And um, did you watch the game at all? Or do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I didn't watch it. So So basically Bo played in the first half and then um, our second half model pops up and um, Oregon is up by 14. It's 17 to three, Utah had had a bunch of like long drives that um, they just somehow don't ever want to kick field goals. I don't know if it's because they don't like their field goal kicker or they just don't believe in field goals or whatever, maybe a combination of both, but uh, they end up, they end up, uh, you know, it's 17, three, And we like Oregon plus the four, which is what the second half line is. And I think it was like 28 and a half, and we like the over. And what would you guess the reason that we saw value on both of these? The fact that
2: Bo Nix was playing? No.
1: No, that was kind of the opposite.
0: No, no, no! But it, it was—it oh, okay. was very bone. It's—it's it's very it bone related.
1: Okay, wait, wait. So, was he play, like basically something? The line. Well, the he was not expected to play. You said, and he did play.
0: He was not expected to play,
1: but it no, was no, reflected. Okay, so, so, so his so basically so like there right, was a change right before- after the markets closed. There was a change in whether he played
0: or didn't play. And it was not reflected so in the closing my, line. My, 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 uh, a little bit. My, my, the reason I think that this, that the, that we showed value in these is because I think that smart people watching the game saw Bo Nix playing and saw that he was not a hundred percent, and what they were doing on offense was not sustainable. So they kind of like naturally inclined to look at the under. The market looked at the under and also looked at Utah. As having value, so therefore our model, which didn't know anything about Bo Nix's inability to actually like move, which he right. really couldn't move, liked the opposite sides of that, which were Oregon and the over. So that that was my that was my like. So anyways, ended up ended up you know I usually trust the model in that situation. I did. Um, you know Utah comes back and ties that game and and really was in position to win that game. But can't ever seem to get over the hump, so they end up losing and not scoring, and I lose both of my second half bets, um, and and I lose Utah from the Calcutta. So it was it was pretty tilting. That's brutal. I'm sorry to hear it. <laughs> you sound very yeah very, very sorry very sorry. How about how about NFL? Oh, you're not even doing any NFL, so it's not even fun to talk to you about the NFL. Yeah,
1: no, I mean I'm doing NFL, but I'm just not doing NFL like sides and totals.
0: What Somebody, are you doing with
1: it? You know, some vulnerabilities I found on like same game parlays, that type of stuff.
0: We we actually had an unbelievable NFL game, NFL weekend. I think we were undefeated in the NFL. We we're something like between. We didn't have very much volume, but between sides and second halves, so we were probably like seven and zero or something like
1: that. Oh, I, I bet NFL second half still. Mm-hmm. Those those have been really good yeah. this year. Actually, I'm not getting much down, but because I'm like using an antiquated model that's not automated basically that actually involves me manually inputting stuff into a spreadsheet. But, um, but it's been winning just like last year at one. I was like, it's crazy. Like, yeah.
0: I wonder what we, do you remember what you were on the second half
1: this, this last week? Um, I could, yeah, I could pull it up. You want to see if we were on some of the same stuff?
0: I'm curious. It's not going to make for great, great podcasting. Eh, no one's probably I mean, I bet some those. people are going to be
1: interested in what we we're on. A few people.
0: Maybe a few people.
2: Do, do, to do, do. Okay. I have, I have a bet log open.
1: Okay. I was on the Saints minus one and Saints money line. Mm-hmm. I was on the Panther- a, we weren't on that. Panthers plus seven. That pushed the Saints one.
0: I took, I had, um, I had, uh, whatchamacallit, the other team that the the, the other I had the, I had the Ravens minus six, minus six. six. So you won
1: and I pushed that's nice. Yeah. I would not have bet it at, yeah, uh, nice. at plus six and a half. Um, I had Browns bills under 24 and a half that did not win.
0: Mm, I had the bills in that one, the bills minus three and a half. Nice. I had lions plus four and a half. Mm, Did not have that. I had the Lions over 19. Lions,
1: Giants over 21. I had that as well. Yeah, I had that over. Lions, money line, plus 195, which hit. I had Falcons, money line, plus
2: 105.
1: That was a small edge. I made it minus 106, but I wanted a little action. Um, Jets, money line, plus 135, that lost. Another Lions, Mm. plus five and a half.
2: And let's see, is that it? no there's more
0: um i had one other over i can't remember what oh i had I cowboys
1: plus two and a half
0: oh yeah i had that was that big also. blowout
1: yeah yeah i had cowboys also and i had broncos money line that lost so more winners than losers
0: nice and the
1: big ones were the saints and the lions so that was nice
0: Do you want to try to, so we're not having a guest this week because it's Thanksgiving and we were trying to scramble to sort of get uh, the podcast done at a time where you guys could all at least listen to it. You know, I'm sure that you sit around with your friends over your family over Thanksgiving and want to listen to our podcast. Um, So we need to record tonight, which is a little bit early. So we didn't, we didn't have a guest. I think next week we might have the cheetah on. So that'll be kind of fun. It'll be fun to ask make him answer the questions that we ask people. Um, but we wanted to do a mailbag at least and have some spend some time on that because we haven't done that in a while and you haven't got to really hear the the um, great repartee that a uh, repartee repartee the great you know that that is and I have with each other. Um, do you want to just go through? I think what we should do is we should go through and each just continue going back and forth and picking one task of each other. Most okay. of them are for you. They're never they're never really for me, but I'll pick one. Is there any chance you will have Tony Kornheiser a on as a guest on Bet the Process, Jeff? Have you ever met Tony in person? Mm-hmm. R- Rufus is Rufus a family name? Oh, that's cool. Um, I don't think we'll ever have Tony on, not Ew. because I don't think he would come on. I think he would come on if I asked him, and maybe we would ask him. But I just don't feel like I should bother him. You, you want to use our podcast?
1: You want to you use your favor with Tony for something? more valuable than
0: coming on the podcast i don't Admit ever it. want to Admit ask it. tony a favor i mean have you ever heard tony talk about when people ask him for favors on his podcast when people try to get him into restaurants like carbone in the city um yeah i mean tony is a wonderful human he i mean he took me golfing it is go- i mean that was like one of the that was a you know, nicest things he could do for sure yeah. so yes i've met tony twice in person i've met him once the first time i ever met him which is when he basically asked me to park his car or offered $50 to me, um, told me I looked like someone who didn't have a lot of money um, and essentially insulted me. If you guys haven't heard the story, it's, it's a good story. It's a banger. Um, I think we've probably told it before. Uh, And then I met him uh, uh, this summer when I was passing through um, Charlottesville and, or DC, sorry, on my way to Charlottesville and um, stopped over and played around with him at the Columbia Country Club, which is where he is a member. I think Will blonde's a member there also. And uh, we played. it was fun. It was a fun round of golf. It was amazing to play golf with with Tony Cornizer um, and have a drink with him afterwards. And you know he's he's everything you'd hope, and he's uh, he's wonderful. Um, and I uh, hopefully we'll have an opportunity to play golf with him again sometime in the near future. And you, I remember
1: you discussing this on the podcast before.
0: Yeah. And I, then wait, wait, by Rufus the way I met
1: I've met tony kornheiser too. Did you know that?
0: Yeah, cuz you went into studio and yeah. you actually Did, did you know I've also met before.
1: Michael Wilbon? Have you met Michael Wilbon?
0: Yeah, I've met Michael a bunch of times.
1: I'm Do you know when I do you know where I met Mike? Back Sloan? when I was No, no, back when I was at Yale. Um he was giving um, a lecture guest lecture for something he, like it was some sort of event where he was giving a talk and I went to the talk and I was a sophomore and I still wanted to be a sports journalist when I grew up. And I, I had a question for him. I like, I basically asked him for some career advice and he was like, Hey, walk with me. Like, so I literally walked him to the car, his car afterwards and had a really nice conversation. He was like a really, really nice guy and was really
0: generous with his time, um, and his Wilbon's and great advice. Yeah, the only thing I don't like Wilbon is Wilbon doesn't Wilbon thinks analytics are stupid. So I'm just kind of like over Wilbon from that perspective. But like I like Wilbon.
1: Um, oh, is Rufus
0: a family name? Yes,
1: my great 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 grandfather was named Rufus Learned, and I'm named Rufus Learned Peabody. <laughs> yes, that is my real name.
2: You want to pick one now? Yeah.
0: We're waiting.
1: I'm a 16 handicap. I regularly play with someone who's a four. How many strokes should I be asking for aside? This is a Jeff question for sure.
0: You just plug in, there's an app. You just plug it into the app and you And then you tell them like, and then you tell the them a number that's app. one higher. No. Golf is a very much of an honor game, right? It is well, I feel Walter's like people that. who 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 sandbag their handicaps. Um all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that likely he should be giving you somewhere between 13 to 15 strokes, would be my guess, depending on where you're playing. But, um, you know, it's uh, again, if you guys are buddies and you play all the time, I'm sure you guys can come to some number and like adjust accordingly.
1: I mean, I play I'm gonna, with. I'm them- going to
0: ask a follow up too. Go oh, ahead. I know Richard, you're still going. Can you please
1: guarantee on air that the Rufus Zen Talk five minute limit will be strictly enforced?
0: I mean, I can certainly guarantee that because I don't want to hear that shit for more than five minutes.
1: Okay. so it's, look, you're making you're making listeners happy here.
0: Well, my what I was going to say before you interrupted me in a very rufus way um, was that I play golf a lot with this guy Patrick. Trauber, and Patrick uh, played at Cal two years. Um, so he's very good. and he ends up giving me about 18 strokes every time we play, so sometimes more. You know, he's like a plus one, so although he works at Twitter and he, he has to work a lot harder now, so he he may be um, his handicap may be coming down or up again. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be talking about this on air if Elon's you think Elon's listening? Hopefully he's not listening. If Elon listened to our podcast, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't, I don't want him to listen.
1: Why? Because then we have to kick out a different listener for him that's true and i like i like our regular listeners more than i like him so
0: how do you know you don't even know him i know enough i know enough about him i know people that know him do you want to talk about finding outs or is that not something you want to talk about
1: um i can talk about a little bit i mean so it's there's different outs to find i guess um how do i what was the question how do i find out what has
0: your experience been like over the years finding outs um it's based on relationships honestly
1: So there's occasionally some cold Twitter DMs to myself or my brother. Um, There are, but but it largely is relationships. Um, And then, well, that of course, there's, you can have betting partners in the United States. But I mean, I, I strongly believe this, that like conducting, like the way I've conducted myself, like the fact that I've never stiffed anybody that I've never, I don't know, I've always been easy to work with. I think, um, has been really good. Um, and so it's, it's helped me, you know, people are willing to, people know me can vouch for me, et cetera. And so I think that, that has helped me. I think my reputation has helped me in that regard for sure. And I think it's because I'm nice to people.
0: Is that why? Cause you're so Zen and nice. Well, and cause I win those, the, that too. I think that's probably why. Um, it's interesting. Uh, I can give you. Could I be your betting partner on outs? I I can get you down at Chris. Is that Is that helpful? Ah, cool? You know what? What's Chris? What does it stand for? No, exactly. Do you um, know
1: what it stands CR... for, Jeff? Did you know it was an no. acronym? I did
2: not. Costa Rica, something. Yep, you got that international
0: sport. Costa Rica. Oh, got it. Um worst downswing you have all faced duration slash units do you even know that that was a good question i know Um, and slash percentage of bankroll
1: like the problem is i don't
0: know what my actual bankroll is which makes it more difficult and you also don't you also don't know like what time frame to talk i mean like there's like there's been entire seasons of sports right that that it's felt like you couldn't win i remember like college football second half for us up until about two or three years ago, we we went through a couple of years of just really, really bad. And like college basketball. I mean, like, I don't know what the numbers are, but I mean, you know, it's hard to say because like you kind of like when you're in one of those losing streaks, it's just that you can, you know, you always take like one step forward and seven steps back. It feels like. So, I mean, I've had some pretty bad losing streaks in, in betting. I mean, I, my, my, Notorious one in blackjack is losing a hundred thousand dollars in two hands of blackjack. So that's that's pretty. So here's a question: is it is this is something like that worse for you mentally
1: than maybe not losing a bunch at once, but just like sustained
0: losses, like gradually? Um. Well, no. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I think the 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 sustained is much worse because it just kind of grates on you over time and it makes you question what you're doing. Like one isolated, big loss. And you don't get this as much in sports betting because we don't really, I don't think any of us are like varying our bet sizes enough that we get like some colossal loss, unless it's like a one of those bridge jumper bets or something like that. I told you I, I money lined Alabama the other week and that was, that was, that was Well, what loss. price. It was like minus four hundred or something. It yeah. was so stupid. Okay, it wasn't. It like, was so dumb. Yeah, I remember. It was. It
1: wasn't. It wasn't like. It wasn't, wasn't like.
0: Uh, it wasn't like betting. Uh, sorry, Argentina to win today or last night, and and then losing that. You saw that, right? That you bet Argentina. You World Cup. No, that Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia. I did,
1: and I knew. I knew that we had bet Saudi Arabia. But I didn't but it turns out we bet Saudi Arabia plus two, not plus twenty five hundred, unfortunately.
0: Who who's we? You're in your within your consortium? Yeah.
1: Me and my yeah. Just like if I say you,
0: we bet on John Rahm. Yeah, you are you guys betting uh World Cup like in with like real analytics and sides? I mean, well, and, we're, and we're, our, our analytics is like Nate
1: Silver and getting price shopping and betting into low hold markets. Got it. And giving us a little sweat. I mean, we we don't have that. Like, I think we have like one hundred and ten thousand dollars at stake. So far, I mean, not not huge volume, but like, and spread around, obviously. Did you bet anything that's still available? Probably. I mean, I can. I'll, I'll share. I'll share the World Cup doc with you. If you're interested. But yeah, I it's mean, not well,
0: like... we'd maybe share something with our listeners if, like, because you're you're basically I mean, but literally, using. I'm just, I'm just using the five thirty eight stuff. I know that's a, you're in... not using anything proprietary. Is no, my point? Like, so it's kind of, it would kind of be. This is like when Neil Greenberg post like put something up there about like using the unabated calendar and blah. blah. I mean the ca- calculator. Cal- you don't have a calendar. calendar. Have that too. Do you have do you have you have you and Jack as like cover models on your calendar?
1: Yeah. <laughs> we should we should. We should ooh, you you gave me a good idea. The unabated.
0: I don't year, know if the calendar. I don't know if that's that a good idea. Uh, but yeah, put share the world. I'd love. I I think it'd be fun for people to see that, and we can maybe. I don't know if you can talk through any of them. That'd be interesting. That we bet. I mean, I don't know. Like
1: it was mostly my partner trained. Like he's he's the guy that's kind of taking charge of this. So I've just I, I I looked and looked at our bets, and so oh damn, we lost. We had France Australia draw. We bet that did not win. Tomorrow was, we have we're... is tomorrow Spain Costa Rica because we bet draw on that at plus six seventy one. You bet Costa Rica plus two against Spain, Canada plus one, plus one of five against Belgium. This
0: is all gonna air after after all. Okay. <laughs> well, so I'll
1: either seem really smart or really dumb. Yeah. USA plus one against England. I think I that's before the say. first game. That that yeah. probably that doesn't that won't have aired. No. We we did bet Saudi Arabia to, to advance at plus six fifty. Love that. Yeah, but like that's a small limit one because it's a prop. If I'll put it this yeah. way, if Ecuador or Morocco wins the World Cup, I will be very happy,
0: like mid six figures happy. Everyone loves Ecuador. All the sharps like Ecuador. Um, OK. I like this one. Any NFL futures updates would be fun. So we should do that because I did, you know, I did tell you I have these 49ers futures. So the 49ers futures now feel pretty good. Wait, I think they um, meant the they, fact-
1: I think they meant like
0: the, well, I assume they meant like the Massey Peabody futures or something like that. Like the, No, the I, I think they just results. mean generally like talk okay. about, talk about the futures and the futures markets. And the reason that I'm bringing this up is because I saw that, um, you know, Jeffrey Benson or whomever was like talking from Circa was talking about what uh, some of these teams would be like, what the lines would be for some of these matchups. And, You know, the idea that the Niners would be a favorite against um on a neutral against uh every team or the Cowboys. Yeah, and then you said that they were their number two, right? Yep, I did. So I mean I think that's a futures update right there, right? That the the Niners are good. I guess Niners seem good. And the number one is still still Buffalo, right? And your futures Buffalo's rating has declined for four straight weeks. Yeah, they're still Where, number one. Is Casey, that tells you something. Is Casey, is Casey number three? Casey's number three. Okay, that makes sense. But next off the wall trip you guys have planned? You and I don't really have a a trip planned. Are you going to go to Sloan? Are you going uh, go to go? The... I wasn't planning
1: on it honestly, but I don't I don't know. I haven't decided. Is, are You
0: going to the ski trip? Is a ski trip happening this year?
1: The ski trip? Well, it's now a summer thing. Oh, so it's, that's now a, it's now it's so... now a summer monte. It's a summer thing, but I'm going. Yes.
0: When's your next? Uh, when's your next trip?
1: Your next I don't know. fun I don't, trip. I don't really have anything planned, to, to be honest. I mean, I'll I'll go to Vegas at some point. I'm sure. I think I'm going to so do we'll something with like Peter and some other people in Colorado at some point in the winter for a, a ski thing. Our friend Peter,
0: Peter Jennings.
1: Mm-hmm. Not the. I mean, that's going to be like like kind of anchor. like a a business retreat though. Also,
0: so. Do you use, spell it bidness or is that business? biz? B I Z. Um. Best tips for throwing a bachelor party, and this is from 10K Carl. So wait, Jeff. Uh, can I ask have you thrown a bachelor party? Yeah, I've thrown a bunch. Yeah, I've, I've thrown been, one too. I, actually. I, 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 I one, joke. I threw one in 2010. Long, long time I joke ago. That I've I joke that I've been the best man for five bachelor parties and only one wedding. <laughs> Everyone wants me be the yep. best man for their bachelor yep, yep. party. Uh, I am a master at putting together guys weekends, specifically guys weekends in Vegas. So, oh, I know it. any of you listeners who are interested in having me be the best man in your bachelor party, you don't have to invite me to the wedding and you can actually tell me at the end of the bachelor party, Hey, you know, I've been thinking about it, but it doesn't make sense to have you as the best man for my wedding. In fact, you're not actually invited to it, but thanks for doing such a great job at my bachelor party. Um I think the tip I think the tips that I would say for a bachelor party personally planning it the, the things like strippers and strip clubs are incredibly overrated very and doing stuff that allows you to bro out with your buddies but also have some component of random social interaction with normal women is the way to go right like not professional women but like normal women that you can just hang out and talk to you know I have nothing to add to that. I completely agree. And the the other thing is like, if you do like this sort of like strippers and whatever CD stuff, you often leave some of your other friends in like awkward positions about like what, what they can participate in. And, and I don't know. Anyways, um, you want to ask a question? I kind of hogged some. Oh, sure. Sure. Um, I had a bunch
2: now. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food dish? I am going to say
0: dark meat turkey with cranberry sauce and like canned cranberry sauce and you know um gravy doesn't need to have gravy maybe just some salt but just that that salt and sweetness on top of dark meat turkey and the turkey like honestly like my favorite part of the turkey is eating it like directly off the bird Like when you eat, it's so much more moist when you eat it and pick it directly off the bird, when it comes out of the, whatever you cook it in oven, anything like that. Deep fryer. That's my pro tip. Deep fryer. That too. I haven't done that. I have done that a couple times. Was it good? Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just like, it's it's not like coated fried fried, but it's super moist, you know? And it's just, it's just good.
1: Yeah. By the way, do you want to know my favorite Thanksgiving dish or no? Yeah, of course definitely stuffing not even close
0: really my mom makes like stuffing. stove stovetop or real stuffing
1: oh she makes it she makes real she she does both actually like uh but it's it's got like i don't know i feel like it's a new orleans recipe you know it's got real bread like sourdough bread that i think she made herself before um you know celery etc and it's got so sausage it's, in it's it it's the too. real deal it's got it's yeah so deal. so, it, so it, it it's it's got meat in it too it's it's like it's delicious it is so so
0: good and so moist Moisture's key Um, in Turkey and stuff. That that sounds sounds delicious. I know. Do you want to talk about this? This is from DJ Conic. Um, Yeah, yeah. In light of the latest hack involving DraftKings, do you feel safe keeping your dollars online with sportsbook? The FDIC insures banks to 250K. What protections does gaming provide? Can an FTX-like scenario happen to DraftKings, MGM? If no protections, why shouldn't I? use the local guy. Well, so... I'll 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 answer the FTX part and then you can kind of jump into you know the what you know about this and your feelings about this and maybe even summarize it the FTX thing is is different right the FTX thing was uh, you know a situation where they weren't being regulated at all and there was sort of no oversight and the dude was like literally as far as I know taking these funds and using them to invest in something else. So when that other entity that he was investing in suffered problems, then he literally like kind of ran out of money. And I don't think that this any is of nothing the like West sports certainly would this do is something like that. like that. Cause that's so ridiculously irresponsible. And there's oversight to them. Like um, this is, anyways. these are, th- this is nothing like that. This is. Okay, absolutely- so to, so to t- well, talk about this.
1: Okay. So what's going on is, and it's something that I actually have some personal experience with, because I had a situation like this happened to me with PointsBet back in early January of 2021. And so what you have is is somehow someone's account gets compromised. So people, uh, oh, I, in my case, I think it happened because there was a secure, like a data breach with some other site and I had the same password. I think that's the case the majority of the time. I believe there's also though, like there. So first off, don't use the same password. That's obviously advice and use two-factor authentication where you can, which isn't 100% foolproof, but it's certainly better than not having it. But basically what, what, so what happens is someone gets into your account, they, well, what I just, relate, I'll relate my experience Um, because from what I've been told, from what I've heard, other people's experiences are similar. My experience from two years ago, was I got, I, I saw like, an, I, it was really weird. I saw like a gazillion spam emails in my uh, Gmail account, like way more than normal. Um, like it was over a two hour span where I was getting like three spam emails per minute. And in there, I, and I thought that was weird. So I actually looked, I was like, what the fuck's going on? And something about how I, uh, a withdrawal was being processed at Bet. In there. So basically, what happened is the person signed up for signed me up for a gazillion mailing lists, and spammed me, spammed the shit out of me, to hide the fact that there was an email saying that I had gotten my, you know, their their processing withdrawal. And so what the person had had done was
0: pretty smart.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Um, but what they had, what they had, I mean, but luckily for me, like I was like, this is weird that I have so many spam emails, so I actually noticed. Um, if I hadn't, then it might have been a different story. But they actually deposited using, I believe, PayPal. Um, they deposited into my account. And because they did that, then they could withdraw out of that same account. So they deposited $5 and then tried to withdraw my whole account, ba- withdraw my whole account ba- balance. And luckily, I was able to use their um like their live support. I was able to get in touch with someone in like 35 minutes. I literally looked back at the email, rec- the, the email, the live chat records. And so they actually did a good job of like saying, okay, we put this on hold, you know, you're okay. But I don't think that's that, you know, I was very fortunate to notice when I did. And so it sounds what, like what I've some heard people are is experiencing, happening some experience people worse. Yeah, yeah, right. Some people some are having it. So they log the, the, the person gets into their account, they change the password and they change the phone number. And so when you, when you, and so basically, um, when you try to log in, um, you know, you don't have the password, right. Cause they change it and and then you go to reset password and they send it to you. They say, oh, we're sending it to this phone number and it's not your phone number. So you can't get back into your account. Um, so that's, that's like, that's basically what's been happening and it's been happening. I think a lot at DraftKings, I, I know a number of people that have had this happen, um,
0: yeah, it's well, maybe the thing well, I, that
1: wait, I, I do want to say that, like, I know DraftKings put out a statement saying that every they will they will make everybody whole who's had any who's been affected by this. If people withdraw money from the from your account, they will they will make you whole, period. And I know they said that it's been like $300,000. I think this is, I think Paul Lieberman put out a statement. There was $300,000. I believe there's been some issues with BetMGM too, though, given my issues with withdrawing from BetMGM. In this case, the the people that would have to be showing lots of pictures of them holding up the the, the other person's they'd have to steal the driver's license
0: and their face too. So well, so my my only thing with this is actually it's not unexpected in some respects, right? Because you have a um immature market. Um, you know, sports betting and these operators haven't been around in the US for particularly long. And so Anytime that's the case, you just don't have the security and the infrastructure and the, you know, to deal with some of these things. Like the more mature that these organizations become, the more, like I I was at a startup conference the other day and I met a guy whose whole job was doing like cybersecurity as a service for startups because Startups typically aren't and I'm not saying DraftKings is a startup, but DraftKings certainly is a is a not nearly as mature company as a bank right now or something. But they're like very that big It has more they're a very right. big company though. So that's right. Yeah. But 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 again, like you just don't deal with compliance and security and cybersecurity until you face it often. You're not you're not ahead of the game a lot of times. And I think a little bit of that's what you're seeing here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's tough. Well, one thing that's interesting to me is is that all these things that I've kind of that people have complained about in terms of how hard it is to withdraw, actually, in the case that your account gets compromised, all that's your friend. And I think I really do think that's probably why there haven't been as many issues with BetMGM. And I think DK tends to be better with the withdrawals than other books, which is its enemy right now.
0: Okay. So,
1: I mean, what are I mean, I personally, I think the challenges from this though, the heart, like I, I've seen a lot of people frustrated that they're not able to talk to humans and it feels like they're not, or they're not able to like, they feel like they're not able to get in touch with anybody with customer support. Cause I am guessing they're completely overwhelmed with users that, you know, cause this is clearly become a big issue. Um, and so I think it, it's tough being in a position of, of knowing you're locked out of your account they're draining the balance and you can't get in touch with somebody. And so I think that's personally, I think I know it's, I know it's a difficult thing to do to, to deal with that many people and all that, but I think that's something that the operators in general need to be better with just to, just for perception, just to be able to like, make people feel a little bit better. You know,
0: it's for us, like, sure. it's yeah. I think it's a tough position. I, to be I, in. Love, I love when you, I love when you start something and then you just say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like a reaction yeah. to like a question. And then you just kind of start and then you stop and you go, yeah. Um, what keeps you up at night? And this is from Will, that Pepsi guy. I saw that. I was going to ask you that one. So
1: interestingly, I think the the, the the thing that makes it hardest for me to fall asleep sometimes is when I'm thinking about like my breath. And then sometimes I feel my heartbeat. And then I can't not think about my heartbeat too and how the rhythm of that. And so... That's probably very unrelatable. I don't know. Because I know that for me, essentially meditating is, thinking about my breath is a useful way to relax and fall asleep. So it's like problems with
2: meditating that keep me up.
0: That's like... Jeff is like laughing so hard. I can't, I can't even, like, this is like when I uh, was hanging out with Tim Tebow's brother, and I asked him,, uh, you know, what what's like the one thing that would drive me crazy about about tim about Tim? Like, what's the one like he must have something like Tim Tebo's perfect. What there must be something. And he said, he just cares so much. And I was like, oh my God, that's the one brand. <laughs> it would drive you crazy. They cares so much. And I was like, oh man, Uh what keeps I mean, me that's up not that's
1: not what wakes me up in the middle of the night
0: well, what keeps me up at night um, is, is booze, probably. That's like when I sometimes toss and turn from from drinking wine. Um, no, I mean, I I am in the middle of doing a huge remodel of my home, and that keeps me up at night. I have two young kids that never want to let me sleep alone, and that's that keeps me up at night. So um, from a philosophical standpoint, because people want all zen, um, I I guess I do worry about this macro economy and where we're going and what's what's happening right now and like, you know, like all the things that I am gonna do, like if I do more speaking, like our company is gonna cut speaking, and like, you know, like I, I don't I don't know, I, I they're just the macro economy probably keeps me up at night. I don't know if that's a very good answer.
1: No, I think it's a good answer. By the way, we never actually answered the question of worst downswings we faced. I think I just, mine uh, I think mine was probably 2010 like when I was it was what I guess my second full year um I yeah my second year betting for a living I was with a group which people a lot of people I'm sure people know some of these people in this group so it was four of us main partners and we lost like I think 750,000 over a month or two in the summer and that was tough because we had had a really hot streak winning like a million before. And, and then we just like gave it all back.
0: Um, but that's the worst when you, when you sort of like had a really good, you know, like the, I had like um, a college weekend or like earlier this year where it just gave it all back, like after, and you just hard feel like you hard to
1: what. No, no, I think it's way worse to like have a bad streak if you didn't have a good streak beforehand. Like having the good streak gives you that buffer so you feel like you can take it.
0: yeah. I I yeah, I get it from a pure PL standpoint, obviously, but I also feel like there is that like feeling of almost stupidity of having like lost all the money that you just won. And I know that that's like, again, like these are all the things that is betters. You have to like not, you have to be able to divorce yourself from thinking about like the P, like the swings as anything more, you, you can't think about moments in time. Do you know what I mean? You have to like, kind of think about the totality of what you're doing rather than like moments in time from a P and L perspective. Because like, as long as you continue to gamble, that money is not your money, right? You, you're always going to run a risk of like losing that money. So, yeah you know my mom no once way, asked
1: so. me like a year into this as a career she was like is there any point where you're just gonna you're just you're gonna say okay I'm you know I'm gonna walk away I don't want to lose it all And I was like that's not how this works exactly um but she was new to it and she's got, got it. I hope she probably is gonna listen to this and I'll probably get an earful
0: but well, I've, that's Jeff, but that, we that's that's the case. But that, by the way, that's a case that people used to always ask me about blackjack. They used to say like, "Hey, when do you when do you know when to quit on a weekend? When did you guys decide to quit?" And it's like, no, we're playing a plus EV game. Like we're never quitting on a weekend unless the weekend's over, right? It's not like we're good. Get up ten thousand or twenty thousand or hundred thousand dollars and we quit, right? Yeah. So. Okay. Here's
1: a good one for you, Jeff. What are some mm-hmm. key indicators of a future successful startup?
0: Um, well, I mean, I think early stage investors, this is what I was talking about, but early stage investment, you know, and this is like really early stage are about the team, the vision and the opportunity. So team is like, what's that team like, you know, what's their, you know, what, what have they done before? What are, are they technically strong? Like, what are they, are they, you know, what do you think they'll be successful? Vision is really, do they have some sort of like interesting take on, or a string approach. And then opportunity is, are they they building in a place or a market that if they're successful, it will become like really big, right? So those are the three things I think about. You'll notice one thing I didn't say is anything about the product, right? Because the first product you build is probably not the product that's going to succeed and you're going to have to continue to change your product. Um, But, you know, team, vision, an opportunity are really like the key things that I would look at. It's a good answer. You know,
1: there's a bunch of questions that are for you in here, Jeff, on this other thread. What uh, what else? Really good ones. Jeff, do you look at short-term results with your betting second half college football slash NFL, or do you just trust your process and try to analyze it, analyze it as a
0: season rather than a week or two? Thanks. From Ryan. Um, I definitely trust the process. Um, I think if I, no, I trust the process. I mean, we, we've had some bad second half seasons and runs before, and every year I seem to just continue to come back for that punishment. Um, and it's paid off cause this, this last year was good. And then this year has been, had been really good, even in the NFL. And like I said, I had a pretty mediocre, uneven day. Um, ended with losers in college football and then came back with a roaring day in pro football. And so it was, if it, it, that felt good. Um, so, yeah, no, I try, I mean, I think as gamblers in anything that we do, we, we you have to really believe and trust the process. You, you that's like one of the, the reasons that we call this podcast about the process is because of how fundamentally, I mean, if there's one thing that you and I really agree on from an ethos perspective, it is to trust the process. 100%.
1: Yeah. Okay. I have a good question. I think it's probably directed at me, but if maybe you could answer it too, Jeff, um, best way for someone with little experience to learn how to scrape data from Benji. You go ahead. So I can only talk about my own experience. Cause I kind of learned by doing what I did was I found, uh, I found code that somebody else had made available publicly. I think it was actually, it was this book called like baseball hacks. I think, um, that's not the actual name of the book exactly, but it was, um, I don't even remember who wrote it. It was from the early 2000s, but basically, someone had written code to scrape uh, Major League Baseball play-by-play data from MLB Game Day, and in Perl, which is why I learned how to code in Perl. And so I basically just was like, I want to use this, I, but not put it in an SQL database. I want to put it in these different in in a different way. But so I literally went and and learned. I went line by line and tried to figure out exactly what the person was doing and like downloaded some PDF book of Pearl and kind of, so I could consult things. And I think simultaneously, I actually did like go through the first like four or five chapters of this book just to learn some basics and then kind of went through it and to understand it and then was able to try to figure out how to adapt it and to change some things for me. And and that's, that's honestly how I learned. I, I kind of learned by doing for sure. And I think the, I think finding a project, um and learning from somebody else's example are are good ways to learn.
0: Um Zach little, I think this is little Zach, right? He said, Why do you spell out Brigham Young and yeah. Southern Methodist but abbreviate UCF and USC? Honestly, I believe that I'm
1: taking the spellings from I think old SBR odds, how they what they um, how they did it.
0: But why did they like, do that?
1: That's a very good question. Everybody has slightly different things. Like, I mean, hell, I have it, for in, for me, it's like North Carolina State. It's not NC State, which is kind of annoying a little bit. But it's I think it was like that was my source of truth because I had scraped that data and I was merging other stuff to it, and I kept that as those names as my source of truth for some reason.
0: All right, we want to do one more question each. Let's let's do a few more. To... I mean, I
1: feel like like we're almost through them, and I think we can like let's just we can go more rapid fire. I want to try to get to all these if we can.
0: We're not getting to all of them. There's something... We're get, we can get close.
1: Okay, Okay, Jeff, what's your first thought of observing an aberration? Mean reversion, imminent, or a mean shift? Do you think humans are wired one way or the other?
0: That's a good question. I don't know. You answer it. It's too smart for me.
1: Um, I tend to think mean reversion generally, but I think that we're wired to see patterns as humans. And so I I think I think of it this way just because I'm kind of a contrarian because I've rewired my brain just from years of sports betting.
0: I usually think mean reversion. What is the one uh, thing that most
1: easily takes you off center of inner peace? More philosophy.
0: Oh, now you get to do your. Should I start a timer? Start. Start, start a timer.
1: timer. Sure. Okay, timer's going. I don't know. I mean, actually, I don't. I don't know what the one thing that t- most takes me off of my inner peace is, but I, I think, actually, I think for me, it's when I just get too involved in work stuff or when I kind of get like tunnel vision on something. Sometimes and
2: um and also Twitter sometimes, but I don't know. What about you?
0: What gets me the most off center? Like what gets, gets you me agitated? On, yeah, agitated. Um, so today when we're golfing, I hit a ball uh to the left of the par three like kind of near a group that was waiting to tee off on the next hole. And I yelled four left, you know, they were pretty close to the green. So it wasn't like a terrible, it was a bad shot, but it wasn't a terribly bad shot. And but then you don't I need like to work on your long, the-
1: long game. is great. You don't need to work on it.
0: That's Rufus. You weren't listening to what I was saying. What I I'm saying was, I was, I'm just giving
1: you shit. Continue, continue. The, the, I got it. I got the it. The
0: short game is where like it. someone like myself could really shave. Don't, some strokes you're using off your right philosophy now. time on, on golf now so then so the ball rolls up and I see oh actually this could get kind of close to them and it may it may actually roll into them but it's just gonna roll into them and I already yelled for it's not like it's like it's not like a hop it's like gonna come in like tap one of them in the foot and they're gonna look down and be like oh so it does end up happening it rolled into them and hits one of them in the foot I think and they yell at us like you could have yelled for and I was like we did yell for like a bunch of guys that I was playing with, were like pissed off. They're like, we did yell for anyways. So then I rolled up on onto them, like walked up and kind of like looked at them and waved to them and said, Hey guys, sorry about that. You know, like just apologizing, like you should do. And the dudes like just ignored me and just rode away. It's like that kind of stuff, like tilts me a little That's bit tough. where I'm just like, like why, why be like these dudes, there were seven of them they were playing as two a foursome and a threesome in front of us all day and they were playing slow because they kept like switching back and forth and but anyways they're like growing out and having fun why do they need to be mad at a dude that couldn't control his five wood on a you know 200 some yard par 3 and roll the ball up on those. To be you know, honest, It's like,
1: probably, I mean, you, you you were hitting your five wood with me on like 180 yard part threes.
0: Oh, stop it. Stop you, you know, you this. you had your,
1: you had your little like three quarter swing five wood. That was like the money for you.
0: Oh yeah, that, I, yeah. I'm i not doing that quite as much anymore, but no, no, this was like, this is the hard, one of the hardest holes on this course. It's like 210 yard part three that I was using a five wood on, so.
1: Okay, actually, I want to amend my answer a little bit. I, I, and I'm going to answer it in a different way. So sometimes what takes me off of my inner peace actually is getting excited about something. Like, it's not a negative thing necessarily, but like when you get, when I get excited about something, I can kind of get going too fast. And then I, and it's hard to sort of bring myself back to like equilibrium. So it's not an anger thing. It's like, it's like more of a happy thing, but it can be just as bad.
0: yeah it's actually a good question i think i think we i need to think more about like what really like throws me off um i think people that are really illogical like that like really that 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 often throws me off like if it's if it's like they're just not getting something that just seems so clearly logical to me um you have to i mean it's hard though like i mean think about think about
1: like arguing with like a twitter troll or something like that too no matter what you say, it's not like they're going to be like, yep, Rufus, you were right. Yep, Jeff, you were right. You know, That's they're right. going to find an argument no matter what. So you're not going to get, if your goal is to like have, convince them of something, you're never going to get that. But you see, so, I mean, you just can't control what other people think or feel or do. And so it's, yeah, a- I did the agreed. yeah again.
0: Yeah, you you do it a lot now. Now that I pointed it out, you're gonna reckon, realize all the times you do it. Um, let's just do one more, and then let's let's you know we're gonna be here forever if we. Can. I'll do one more, and you do one more.
1: How much of his edge would Rufus lose in golf betting if he could only use data that is free and publicly available? I thought that was a pretty good question. Okay. I would say all the data I use could could be acquired for free by an enterprising person. So, you just need to be able to pull it you have to you need to be a good programmer if you want it for free
0: oh i like the um the question that someone asked about the the uh, dp world tour outrights and there not being any value yeah um, yeah and like saying like what are some other things that don't really have any value did you do you do you want to find i mean there's a
1: lot of those to be honest i mean what's the coin toss bet for the super bowl there's a lot of there's a lot of game props where they're just you're never going to find value because it's a really easy market to to price and they have enough juice. So, so it's
0: because the market it's because the market is too efficient meaning like it's it's this is like when I always talk about blackjack the problem with being a card counter in blackjack is like let's just say in some fictitious world I was the best card counter in the world which I would never claim to be but let's just say I was the second best card counter in the world would probably be just about as good as me. So, because it's a very solved, you know, card counting is pretty well solved. So it's not like you're going to gain that much more of an edge.
1: Yeah. I will say that like betting NFL props back in 2008, 2009, something like which team will score first for like an eight point favorite was not a solved thing somehow. Cause people weren't using computers or something to price it. And so that like, but now that kind of thing is pretty damn easy to solve. And so, there's a lot of those that are just, you you know, you're not going to find value. I also think that a lot, basically any market where a sports book, a US sports book is offering that only has a yes and not a no price is basically, you can, you can almost guarantee that there's not going to be value there. You know, it's like, will there be, will this player get a hole in one? Yes. 80 to one. There's no, no price, right? It's like, it's not just that there's not going to be value. It's going to be that like the bet is going to be like a negative ninety percent ROI or something. Maybe not ninety, but yeah. egregiously high for for you
0: or for the All pick. right. What about our pick of the week? What was your pick last week? Picks to click. Ooh, I don't even remember, Jeff.
1: I think it might have won though. I, I believe. Wait, I believe I think it you won. Had a college game. I think yeah, it I think you won. Had a college game. Because was, It was LSU, LSU minus 14 15. and a half against UAB. Can you remind me how much they won by? A lot. Because you remember the time when I picked West Virginia and they lost by a lot? Right. This is my makeup game. They won by a lot. So I think I'm back to like one game over 500. I think,
0: I, I think my pick was the Raiders last week and they won. So I think I yeah, won. Yeah, what was the I won, I won. They were an underdog, right? Yeah, two and a half they were getting. I, I won 5-0 I and 0 last week in my Tony Kohnheiser picks. What, what are they for the year? Uh, I think I'm like 6 games over 500 now. I had That's I good. went 1 and 4 the week before. Um and I might be 7 games over 500. Yeah, it's I've done well picking those games. It's pretty funny because like it's not easy to do to do a pick segment like that and end up, you know, plus EV. For sure. But Tony actually lives in a no big world so he thinks as long as you finish above 500 you're doing well, which is the world I want to live in also. Tony does not bet real money himself, does he? No, not at all. That's cool.
1: Okay. I'm going to give out a pick. Yes. And I want to see what... I wonder what the line actually is. I need to reload my sheet. Jeff, do you want to check on a line for me? Sure. Will you check the line? I would like a quote on Arizona State against Arizona.
0: Four and a half. Ooh, nice.
1: I'm going to take Arizona State plus four and a half. Oh, you love them. Despite the kind fact that my friend Herm Edwards is no longer there. My
0: friend from ESPN. You guys are buddies. Yeah, we hung up um, I told you about that. How, what how do you what is. do you make couple couple of things? What what do you make Cincinnati this week against Tulane? You know, you're the second person to ask me that. Huh. Interesting.
1: Like nobody's asked me about when I make any number like ever. And yeah. I make it minus three and
0: a half. Yeah. So at two, is it's almost a play at two, right? No. What, what? Where does it have to be for it to be a play?
1: I mean, I make it right now regressing to the market. I make my, I, I would put, put it as minus, minus two is minus 105. Okay. Because I'm regressing 65% to the market at this point. I'm probably a little conservative on that, but. Seems like it
0: uh what do you make um but it's a Friday game not a
1: Saturday game I'd only be regressing 62% to the market if it was a Saturday game
0: what do you make the New England Patriots um I don't know I don't have an NFL sheet open but more than three and a half all right I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Cincinnati as my pick this week I'm gonna take a college play Cincinnati minus the two are you afraid of jinxing your Patriots by picking them no, I, I you don't mean, want I the like, double the, loss. Well, I, I I like the Patriots this week also. Plus the two, I, I they're plus two now. I I think they're going to win the game out, right? But like I mean, I not Why did I think they
1: were? Yeah, wait, are they? They're playing Minnesota, is that right? Yeah, they're playing Minnesota in Minnesota. Oh, I don't know. Why I thought they were. Oh, they mean, were, Minnesota's kind of like a point very... favorite against the Jets. That was what
0: it was. Yeah, oh. Minnesota's kind of, kind of a very mediocre team, and I think the Patriots. Are going to really be able to stop them on defense um so we'll see
1: yeah massey peabody has minnesota worse than mediocre
0: yeah uh anything average. else you want to tell these people before we leave um i don't have anything else now. all right well happy thanksgiving to all of you um next week we'll probably be back with the cheetah Uh, Good luck in all your World Cup betting, Um, and uh, hopefully we gave you some picks that can win. And uh, like I said, enjoy the time with your family, and, and thanks for
2: listening.